Internet people, we're here in St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, did I say St. Louis, Missouri? It's still St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> this is St. Joseph Radio Presents coming to you live, and we're about to go on the air in just seconds. So we're going to go quiet. We'll tell you about what's going on in a minute. But Welcome to the St. Joseph Radio Presents live program, broadcasting to you from the Rome of the West, St. Louis, Missouri program that for over 30 years has brought you eloquent speakers from across the globe to help explain, clarify, and evangelize the Catholic faith. Our program covers a variety of topics relating to current issues and occurrences in our daily lives. Now, with the aid of technology, we are able to bring the gospel message to the four corners of the world, where Christ himself did say, those who have ears ought to hear. It is our hope at St. Joseph Radio that through these programs, we can help evangelize the world and change one soul at a time. Now, here is your host to introduce today's guest and topic. Well, thank you, Matt. I am your host today, Peter Karutz, and we are live here in St. Louis, Missouri, the Rome of the West, and this is the St. Joseph Radio Presents program coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, the Rome of the West. And as promised, we have not only eloquent speakers, but we have my good friends, which is a little bit unusual. So uh, on my left, I have Isom Williams. Good afternoon, everyone. There we are. And on my right, I have Jerron Houston. Good afternoon. And today, we're going to talk about the Knights of Peter Claver here in St. Louis. What did I say? Knights of Peter Claver. Not the Knights of Columbus, the Knights of Peter Claver. So all of you over there were scratching your heads and saying, what, 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 what in the world is that? Well, you're going to learn a little bit about this fine organization and what we are, what we do, who our patron saint is. Um, and, you know, hopefully maybe even think about joining. Uh, it's, it's a great organization. Uh, one of the things we do before we start, and I didn't warn these guys, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna do it. Is uh, it's part of my contract. I get fired if we don't do it. But uh, we always start with a prayer. So uh, I'm gonna make an executive decision and nominate myself to do that. So in the, name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Lord, uh, we give you thanks for everything. We give you thanks for the good, for the bad, because we know you have a great plan. Uh, we start this hour, this great endeavor uh, in prayer, and we dedicate it to your greater glory. Uh, help us be better men, help us serve the church better, and be with us in all we do. We ask this through the intercession of Our Lady and through the intercession of St. Peter Claver, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, and you know, Isom, that's not too unusual, starting with a prayer. You know, at our meetings, uh, um, at the Knights of Peter Claver, the Knights of Peter, I uh, should be more clear, shouldn't I? The Knights of Peter Claver and the Ladies Auxiliary. Did I say that right? You said it correct. And whenever we have a meeting, whether it be Zoom, whether it be in person, we start with a prayer. Correct. 
Yeah, you know, because every good endeavor should start. We start off on the right foot. Don't uh, we? Recognizing our Father uh, for what he's done for us and what he continues to do for us every moment of the day. There you go. So let's let's get right into it. Who, what in the world is, what what is the Knights of Peter Claver? Most folks have never even heard of it. The Knights of Peter Claver and Ladies Auxiliary is a fraternal black organization in the Roman Catholic Church. It is the largest uh, black fraternal organization in the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, it was created uh, mainly because back in the day, blacks were not allowed to become Knights of Columbus. And this is how uh, this organization got started and why it got started. Uh, the organization uh, is universal, is housed in New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, our membership is surpassed, I believe at this point, about 50,000 members. It's probably more than that. Uh, we have councils and courts. The councils are the men's division. The women's division are called courts. Uh, there's a, con- a council and court in each parish that uh, the organization is represented by. Uh, the uh, organization's main uh, purpose is to share uh, its love, its respect, uh, and its concerns. We do a lot of community work. We do a lot of work within our parishes. Uh, we do a lot of work to help the less fortunate, and that's our main function, uh, helping the uh, less fortunate in many ways, feeding the hungry, uh, clothing those who are in need of clothes. Uh, we also help with education. We have various scholarships that are offered to uh, young men and young women to help them with their goals in education. And, we, and we're going to talk about some of those activities that we do. Uh, but, you know, one of the things you, you didn't mention, but I think, you're, I think the listeners are, trying, are starting to get a feel for it, it's a very welcoming organization. I mean, it's one of the best things we can do as Catholics is be joyful and welcoming. I, I travel a great deal, and I wound up uh, for several weeks in, a, in Wilmington, Delaware. And what do I do when I get to a new city? I go to the app on my phone and find out where the nearest Catholic church is. So there were several. I picked one, which was close. So I went there. I went to Mass. And uh, before Mass, they... They asked if anyone, you know, if this was the first time anyone was at Mass at this particular place. So, of course, I stand up, I raise my hand. And uh, one of the ladies of Peter Claver came up and welcomed me and, and gave me a rosary. You know, that's what we do as Catholics. We are welcoming. I was in a strange city that I'd never been before, but I was at my church. And I was with my knights and my ladies you know that's that's why that's what you were saying isom this is universal as in the church is universal correct yeah and and the other thing that has really impressed me is that uh, although it may have started where the where blacks couldn't join the knights of columbus you haven't been reciprocal in that arrangement uh, 
uh, I am a knight of Peter Claver. And uh, I, I, I remember one day we were at a, a funeral. We were doing a, uh, a, you know, basically a wake. And there's a funeral ritual. Funeral ritual. And I'm brand new, and Isom told me, go, go open the door for folks. So that's what I did. I went and opened the door for folks. <laughs> and this one lady comes in, and I, I'm kind of tall, and she was kind of little itty-bitty. And uh, she, I opened the door and welcoming, and she says, well, isn't this nice? A night of Columbus is here at a night of Peter Claver's funeral. And I said, well, I, I'm a night of Columbus, but I'm also a night of Peter Claver. And she looks up at me and she says, well, you're white. And I said, yes. And she says, well, do you know that you're white? And I said, yes, <laughs> yes I do. And she says, well, we're happy you're here. I, you know, it is extraordinarily welcoming. And as you said, universal. It really is. And the, the one main thing about the uh, Knights of Peter Claven, Ladies Auxiliary, is we welcome everyone. It's not about color. It's not about titles. It's not about education. It's not about uh, financial uh, success. We accept members because, number one, we're all children of God. And we all should have the same purpose and mission in life, and that's to serve God and his church. And this is one of the main highlights of being a member of this organization. You know, and uh, I'm going to get to you here in a second, John, but what, what you keep reminding me, one of the things that was, uh, we've all experienced a rather unusual time with COVID. And uh, one of the things that, uh, ISOM is also the president of what's known as the Central Committee, the St. Louis Central Committee, which is a conglomeration of all of the courts and councils here in St. Louis. But one of the things you emphasized is check on people, call folks. It's important. Yeah. Uh, we, we should uh, keep in touch with our brothers and sisters. It's the Christian thing to do. It's the Catholic thing to do. It's the right thing to do because you just never know what's going on. And in the times that we're living in, it's so easy for someone to be going through something and you not know it. And they may need your help if no more than just conversation. It's, it's a good feeling. Everybody wants to feel like they are being uh, appreciated and, and people are concerned about them. And that telephone call can, can make a person feel like a new person, especially when they have a lot of misfortune uh, going in their life. You just, you just never know. It's, it's, it's the right thing to do. Pick up the phone. It only takes a minute to say, hey, how you doing? You need something? I was just checking on you. It's a tight organization. You know, my mom used to tell us when we were, we were boys, my brother and I, you know, family doesn't wait to be asked to, for help. You know, you need to be handing your, you know, re extending your hand before they're asked. You're asked, right? Christ did it every day. Every single all day. All the time. His Met hand was reaching for us. And we need to learn to do the same. So I'll, I'll say Isom is older than I am. I'm older than the older than dirt. And but we have uh, 
Jerron here, who is a very young man. The baby. The baby. (laughs) I'm telling you. I'm a little younger. Yeah, a little. But tell me, how did you hear about the Knights of Peter Claver? How did you get involved in the Knights of Peter Claver? So my parish is St. Elizabeth, Mother John the Baptist in North St. Louis. And um, when I moved back from Atlanta in 2007, my mother was attending that parish. And she was taking me, and I I was kind of pulled away from church, you know, once I got back. But she was going, it kind of brought brought me back to my old self. You know, we grew up Catholic, and, you know, I just started feeling the energy. So I started going and, you know, started meeting people, and I met a lot of, you know, got a shout out to Father Steve, love him, you know, my shepherd, my brother, that's how I passed it down there. And, you know, with, with a lot of his guys in Tulich, um, some of the ladies came to me and was um, walking around with church, handing out applications, um, uh, one particularly, you know, for two years straight, you know, kind of was Oh, it consistent. took you a while, huh? Two years? <laughs> it, was pretty, it was pretty consistent to give me an application, and, and it happened. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, I, I haven't turned back since. You know, it's changed me as a man. It changed my faith. Um, as far as giving, you know, understanding prayer, you know, just just praying with people, you know, um, and it's it's a different, you know, it's it's understanding how to love, you know, how to just just bring the love back, you know, we we in a real crucial time right now, um, and I just have to I have to give it up to my faith and the Knights of Peter Claver, um, but I was I was. In, you know, starting 2019, Mr. Isom, you know, presented me with the offer once it was done through my parish. Um, I almost walked out of initiation. <laughs> I know you remember. Very uh, well. I almost walked out. I, I, was, I was in a rush that night, but, you know, God sat me there and he told me, you're not going nowhere. But it was the best decision I made in my life right now. Good for um, you. And, you know, the things that we do, what I've been exposed to since I've been a knight is, you know, is priceless right now. Yeah, and one of the things we all know is that uh, men are so important in the church, but we men tend not to do anything unless we are invited, right? Mm-hmm. You were invited, and, and yeah. maybe you were invited more than once. Welcome. 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 Yeah. yeah, welcome. It, it was definitely a welcome, and... You know, I just I, I thank my church family. You know, I thank you guys. I thank all the other courts and councils that have been involved with me with this. And um, I, I look for us to make history. So I think we will. And you're about to hear how we are making history. But um, I want to talk about one other subgroup or two other subgroups of the organization, the Junior Knights and the Junior Ladies. Uh, And we're going to in just a minute. But first off, I'd like to remind everyone that you are listening to St. Joseph Radio Presents, coming to you live from St. Louis, Missouri, the Rome of the West. I'm your host, Peter Karutz, and the program is the Knights and the Ladies, no, the Knights of Peter Claver and the Ladies Exerily. I do not want to get that wrong (laughs) here in St. Louis. I'm here in studio with Isom Williams and Jerron Houston. So, I did just kind of take a little segue. We we have the knights and we have the ladies, but we also have the junior knights and the junior ladies. And I know, uh, Jaron, you have been involved with the junior knights. What's all? What's that all about? Yeah. So um, basically, when I when I when I got in, um, 
we, our parish, we had uh, the youth the youth group, and the youth group, a lot of the youth group were junior knights and junior daughters. And I was introduced to that after I became a knight. And um, what we do is we basically get all our juniors together. Uh, they have their own meetings and own, you know, things that they do. Um, but we get them together and we have fundraisers. You know, um, we do outings, outreach, you know, uh, visit nursing homes, you know, just just like Ison was saying, make those phone calls to, to the to the shut-in, you know, it's, it's, it's worth it. And that's what we got to do. You know, I was at your house with a, a gathering of the knights, right. uh, the junior knights, I should say. Mm-hmm. And for one thing, oh, my goodness, the ladies came and fed us. I, 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 Bless the ladies for the cooking. Oh, my goodness, I never wanted to leave. <laughs> Excellent job. <laughs> never wanted to leave. But but that is the time in in life where we need to double down. Yeah. You know, we when we were boys, I don't know about you, when we were boys, faith was alive and it was real. Yeah. And, you know, I'm... I could see my guardian angel, you know, at least I thought I could. And but then, you know, you become a teenager and you get all these other things pulling you away. Well, we need to we need to hang on too. Mm-hmm. And it's such a critical time and, and the knights are and ladies are so wise to yeah. to keep a hold of those young people. Tell me a little bit the, about the the organization is is really hungry. Uh, for young people, as is the church. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Both the church and our organization are hungry for men, and we are hungry for young people because, of course, that's the future of the organization. It's also the future of the church. Uh, unfortunately, uh, religion has taken a back seat uh, in many, many households today. And we're trying very hard to work on uh, how we can bring it back to the front of everyone's uh, house. And it's, it's a task, uh, and it takes a lot of cooperation. Uh, it takes a lot of understanding. Uh, we, we live in a world today that is so different we have a lot of things pulling at us, mostly negative, uh, and it's it's really hard to understand that there is a God and He is concerned and He wants you to to be happy and comfortable in this world. Uh, with all the negativity that's going on around us, the COVID, uh, violence in the streets. Uh, it takes a lot of prayer, and I tell my council members all the time, prayer and patience is truly the key to getting through a lot of this. And it's easier said than done sometimes. It really is. But you have to maintain prayer in your life to be able to maintain the patience that's required to live in this world that we're in today. Patience and prayer and and doing. You know what? I, I, I remember an old saying. It's uh, pray like it, you know, pray so hard. Pray like it all depends upon God and work like it all depends upon you. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that uh, we did during the midst of COVID, you were mentioning it a mo- moment ago, as uh, we started, and this is kind of crazy, right? We started a new campaign. What, what in the world are we doing? So, Jerron, tell us about this new 
crazy campaign we started here in the middle, in the midst of COVID. Yeah, the midst of COVID. Um, we started a brand new campaign last year. It was called the Sock Angels. And basically what Sock Angels consist of is we, we, we're getting socks donated from our parishes, from our parishioners, brand new socks. Um, me and Peter came up with an idea to put some socks, some boxes together. Um, it's about a five-minute process. Uh, we reach out to actual, actual all of the parishes. That what is it, St. Louis? Yeah, we had we, we we have a oh boy about two hundred parishes, yeah. but we we hit thirty parishes. Yeah, we tell, tell them about those the boxes. What do we wrap the so what do so we wrap those boxes in? So basically, the boxes were donated. You know, which yep. is a blessing. Everything is donated. wasn't much financial to do with this, um, and and that's that's literally God's work to have a lot of stuff that was donated to us for us to make this successful campaign. But uh, the boxes were actually wrapped in um the blankets yeah the they are the um emergency the blankets. emergency blankets and I, I got them on amazon i can i was getting them by the hundreds yeah. for about you know a few dollars you know so our listeners you you have seen video and news stories when people are you know rescued from a a, a ship that's sinking or 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 they're in a, a desperate circumstance and you have these what looks like almost a space age mm-hmm. piece of aluminum foil that they yeah. wrap it around but the, the point is that it's really warm yeah, it, it keeps them warm it, very thin. It, yes, and it's very thin, and, um, and very shiny. <laughs> and that and that was that was what caught the eye when you know we was coming up with this idea. People was like, "We need something that's gonna catch the eye." So, first thing I thought of was was those blankets. Let's wrap the boxes. So we got we came up. We got the boxes wrapped. It's about a five minute process. Um, we got a hold to our parishes. Um, and we had a small committee formed. You know, everybody had their own little duties to do as far as reaching out to parishes and, um, you know, getting pastors to sign off on this in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, and, and I don't want to be <laughs> negative here, but yeah. there was a lot of negativity. Yes, it was. I mean, I mean it was you a got lot. Churches closed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, all the way to the point to where we 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 was crazy if we thought that this was going gonna happen, but. Uh, we left it in God's hand, and not only did it happen, God blessed it in abundance. In abundance, yeah. You know, we we went to—I was over at uh, St. Uh, Peter and Paul's uh, last November, and uh, uh, my, my wife and I had a, a little get-together for all the uh, ministers of hospitality, right? Mm-hmm. And we said, don't bring us anything, just bring some socks. So we thought, well, that would be kind of cool, right? And we brought them over to St. Peter and Paul, and— uh, they they said they didn't have a single pair of socks to give to people. Wow! So we partnered up with St. Patrick Center. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we could do it without them. I mean, what what did they? They, they were a blessing. I mean, St. Patrick Center. We got to give it up to them. They are the vessel that makes this campaign successful. Um, last year, we had six beneficiaries, which was six charities that we donated over fourteen thousand eight hundred pair of socks to last year. How this, many? 14,800 pair of socks. Do, do you know how many 14,800 <laughs> pair of socks are? You know, and when we delivered these socks, the, these these uh, organizations, they had zero, right. nothing. Right. You know, Jerron and I were over at St. Patrick's Center touring it. Mm-hmm. And other than our socks, they don't have a single pair. Yeah. Not a one. 
Not a one. And and you know uh, that's why that's why it makes socks so to me so important. I mean, I, I look at it as the crown of the feet now. You know, um, that's that's kind of how I how I see it because it's a simple thing to collect. You know, it's a simple thing to ask for, and it, you know, to to the less fortunate, it's definitely definitely needed and was a plus for St. Patrick's Day. So when we were we were all locked down in COVID in our nice warm houses and basements and whatnot, this is the summertime. It wasn't you know, it was too warm, I guess. But, you know, we, we talked about this. We said, you know, in, in the wintertime, these homeless folks are yeah. going to be cold, COVID or not. Right. And I'll tell you that there's nothing like a warm pair of socks when you, when you have a cold night. And the other thing is these... The homeless don't only use them for their feet; they use them for their hands as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. we we all have nice clothes. Yeah. Homeless folks don't have that, and and that's why I say, you know, I I figure if we had thirty parishes last year, we would only get a few hundred per per parish. Yeah, Peter, you know, we was counting thousands of pairs of socks in our houses, man. Absolutely. It, you yeah. know, um, this year, you know, it's a blessing. This is the second year we had a goal to double our our. Our take, and we up to what over twenty two thousand parasites in the just state. just top twenty three thousand. So as as Jaron said, uh, we we reached out to new parishes, but but for a few who yeah. reached out and said, hey, we want to do it again, and and it gives other parishes an opportunity to participate in helping the poor. Right? Exactly. All it is is a pair of socks, mm-hmm. and and that's what we did. We 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 uh, we put these boxes. We kind of recycled the boxes mm-hmm. a little bit. Recycled the signs. August. So from now on, just remember, August is Sock, Sock month. Angel Month. Yep. Yeah, Sock Angel Month. And we're, we're at 23,000. We still have a couple of parishes that just couldn't do it during that period of time. Right. So they're going to do it now. Uh, Isom uh, is our uh, is the head of uh, the Central Committee of the Knights of Peter Claver. And he was a, a great influence. Uh, actually, he put the committee together. And yep. uh, he also guided us. See, my bright idea on what we should call this is socket to the poor. And yeah. Isom yeah. said, this is a colossally yeah. bad idea. <laughs> so so yeah. he, he, he put me straight. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, what, what we do, we, there's a website too. Yes, uh, the website is sockangel.org. And um, you can go on the website, you can donate. Um, any type of financial, or, just five bucks. Uh, yeah, five. I think it's five dollars, and um, you can get. Um, and I, I actually have my email address on there. So if anybody wants to donate socks, you know, you can reach yeah. out to me or Peter. Yeah. Um, actually, through this, you know, uh, right, and through this radio station too. We're, we'll give out the phone number a couple of times here, and if you're interested in either becoming a Knight of Peter Claver or participating in the sock drive next year in mm-hmm. August, you can give us a call. We'll give you contact information. Our number here is 636-447-6000, 636-447-6000. And, of course, you can always get a copy of this program or any program that we do here on the radio. So, Jaron, uh, next year, what happens with Sock Angel? So, next year... Um once once we get started, um, hopefully the committee can get a little bigger. You know, I mean, the committee started small the first year, got bigger this year, and hopefully we can get a little bigger committee and um, 
It's got to be. It's, we looking for success. That's it. You know, and it might it might go to other cities, too. We touching. I put an iron in the fire in Kansas City this past summer. You know, we wanted the grand nights there. So uh, it may touch other cities. I think it will. So you are listening to St. Joseph Radio Presents. The music means we're going to take a short break. That's just so you all can go and tell other people to join into this conversation. So please uh, go and tell a brother and a friend that you're learning about the Knights of Peter Claver, not the Knights of Columbus, the Knights of Peter Claver and the Ladies Auxiliary here on St. Joseph Radio Presents. So go tell a friend and we'll be back in just two minutes. Looking for a way to teach your children about our Catholic faith? Colby Academy has the solution. Offering a curriculum that is loyal to the magisterium, classical, Ignatian, flexible and affordable, Colby can help with all your homeschooling needs. We offer a wide range of services, including live online courses for those looking for assistance teaching their students, recorded self-paced courses for those who want teacher instruction while needing the flexibility to move at their own pace, and traditional homeschool courses for maximum flexibility in home education. Our support services include advising for parents, record keeping and transcript services, a grading service, standardized testing, and guidance and college counseling. For more information, check out their website at colby.org. That's K-O-L-B-E dot org. Or give them a call. Area code 707-255-6499. That's 707-255-6499. It's Colby Academy. St. Joseph Catholic Radio is proud to announce the launch of SJEN-TV, the St. Joseph Evangelization Network. SJEN-TV is a premier online Catholic broadcasting network providing quality Catholic programming 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We have programming such as live studio interviews, St. Joe's Java speaker presentations, current Catholic issues, and the pro-life series. We're featuring the many talented speakers out of Orange County, California, and this Archdiocese of St. Louis, Missouri including Professor John Gresham, Father James Mason, Karen Nokemper, Rick Hollerick, Bill Federer, and many more. To review the program list, go to sjen.tv or on Roku, sjen.tv. All this programming is free, and we are welcoming sponsorship of new programs. Find out more at sjen.tv. Well, welcome back to St. Joseph Radio Presents, coming to you live from St. Louis, Missouri, the Rome of the West. I'm your host, Peter Karutz, and we're live in studio with Isom Williams and Jerron Houston, and we're talking about the Knights of Peter Claver here in St. Louis. You know, one, one just side note, we, we, we didn't talk about who benefited from all these socks. You know, look, we're all familiar with the uh, St. Patrick Center. Well, but St. Peter and Paul also benefited last year. This year we have Mary Grove, which helps with, uh, they, 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 they help and service uh, children who've been affected by um, uh, drugs, right? And, and uh, helps them to get themselves back on their feet. And then also Our Little Haven and Our Annie Lady, Malone. Annie Malone and Our, Echo. Our Lady's Inn. So there's a, there's a lot. A Nursing lot. homes. Nursing homes. So, and the need is great. So keep Keep August in mind. August is Sock Angel Month. Now, and this goes through till the end of October. 
right every yeah. year, yeah. August through October. So there's plenty of time, plenty of time. Plenty of time, yeah. And that's what we find. You know, a parish isn't only waiting for us in August to do this. They've they got mm-hmm. other things going on. So we, we can be a little flexible, too. But mm-hmm. keep us in mind. But, you know, one of the things, we, we talked about a little bit about the organization. We talked about what we do. We're going to talk more about that. But, Isom, tell us a little bit about our patron saint, St. Peter Claver. Uh, St. Peter Claver was a Jesuit priest and was very uh, concerned about uh, issues of slavery. Uh, He took it upon himself to get involved with slaves and, and, and keep them safe and protect them from Unfortunately, all the many, many things that they had to go through. And this is why this organization is named after him, because of his love and compassion uh, for those who were just going through so much trauma in their life. And we continue to carry that with us, trying to do the right thing for uh, Christ, the church, our neighbors. And this is another reason this sock drive has become so uh, beautiful because it helps everyone understand the need to help each other. Uh, Sometimes we get absorbed in our own personal concerns and we forget that there are people that are less fortunate uh, than we are. And as humans, we take a lot for granted. We have two loaves of bread, and we're crying for a third loaf, and we forget there's someone that doesn't have one loaf of bread. Uh, we have to be mindful of that. In this organization, uh, we, we feed the hungry, uh, we do what we can as far as scholarships for our young people to keep them on the right path of education. Uh, we, we help people with counseling, uh, alcohol, drugs. Uh, the door is open for what uh, the knights uh, and ladies of Peter Claver do. It's, it's all about being a Christian. It's all about being a brother and a sister to each other. And this is something this organization uh, is very, very strong on. And we try to amplify the necessity of that in our communities. And, and our uh, patron saint is a perfect example of that. You know, he was a very, very well-to-do man in Spain. He became a priest, and he felt this calling to help the slaves. And what he did is he literally moved halfway around the world, and uh, and he plopped down in Cartagena uh, in South America, where the slave trade was huge. And and he he grew literally greeted and, and, and ministered to these slaves who were coming mm-hmm. off this journey that was Horrific to the point most many, many didn't even survive. They're, they come off the boats. They're sick. They're, I, I always picture him, uh, you know, with his, uh, with his stole on, kneeling in the mud, uh, bringing food and medicine and some degree of comfort, uh, right? He was a man of means and wealth, and he came to sell, serve those who had absolutely nothing. He was willing to share. He was willing to share, right? And, and word is he baptized over 300 thousand slaves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not only that he he was able to to be a bridge a little bit he 
he was able to improve the, their conditions. He was able to do so much. Anyway, so we are not. A, we have a great patron saint, and we are talking about some of the things that we actually do. Um, what, one of the things that I know started in St. Matthew's Parish, uh, where Isom is at, is the backpack drive. Tell, right. tell us a little bit about the backpack drive. Uh, we've been doing that at St. Matthew's for, I want to say, at least six years, and it has continued uh, to grow. Uh, we present the kids in the neighborhood with backpacks, uh, toiletries, uh and anything else that we can come up with to help them get through their school years comfortably uh, as possible without any added stress. Uh, because we all know going to school can be stressful, especially if you don't have what you see your classmates have. And we've tried very hard to make this uh, as stress-free as possible for our young people to go to school. And this backpack, that's how it started. It was just a backpack. And then, well, we had the backpack, and, you, and we included supplies. And a lot of it is donated. Almost all of it is donated. But it, it's set up in the uh, parking lot of St. Matthew's, and it's turned into a real community affair. Uh, the, the last time I was there, the, it was not only the backpack. The backpack was the last item that you got, right? The line to get into the parking lot went down the street and around the block. And when people came in, they got vaccines. They got a uniform if they wanted. It's a block it a, party. Yeah. It's an actual block party. We have hot dogs. Oh, we have yeah. soda. Music. Music is there. It's, it's a big party for the kids in the neighborhood to get them ready mentally to go back to school comfortably. Right. So th that's one of the things we do. Jaron, uh, you were talking about the Walk for the Poor that your parish does. Yeah, I, so our parish is, is actually a St. Vincent de Paul thing, the Walk for the Poor, but a lot of the knights and ladies of Peter Claver are also involved in that. And it's, we, we pair up with our sister parish, which is St. Clement of Rome, um, and it's been, a, it's been a great thing. We didn't have it this past year because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Our our parents didn't join, but um, it still it still transpired. It still took place with them as far as St. Vincent de Paul. But I just I, I look at it as my church family. Um, we we're a big part of a lot of organizations. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. we you know as as far as outreach and um, I, I can't I can't say more about it as as far as. Uh, Giving, you know, giving is key to me. Giving puts the energy back in us to start the love because the love is gone. You know? Yeah, and let's, uh, I'm going to shift gears just a little bit. We'll come back to the giving a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in all honesty, we're, we're here in uh, St. Charles, Missouri. I mm -hmm. got in my car and uh, made sure the temperature was okay. And I got here. And I think you gentlemen did the same thing, mm -hmm. right? But, you know, and folks in poorer circumstances, you know, going somewhere is a huge deal. Yeah. It's a huge deal. Yeah. Uh, once a year, we, uh, the Knights of Peter Claver, we have the trip to Our Lady of the Snows. Mm -hmm. Right? Correct. And that that's a beautiful thing. And unfortunately, we haven't been able to do it for two years because of the virus. Uh, but hopefully next year we'll be able to get back uh, into that. It's, it's one thing that I hope everyone understands and that is I'm a firm believer in the more you do for your church and for your community 
the more you are telling God how much you appreciate what he has done for you. That's, that's very important because being realistic, God doesn't have to do anything for you. But because we are his children, he takes care of us. And we have a moral and Christian obligation to do the same with each other. That's, that's the only way it can be done. You have to look after each other because whether you want to admit it or not, we're all brothers and sisters in the eyes of God. That's right. Yeah, and that's Amen. exactly what we're doing. For example, in the, the trip to Our Lady of Snows, if I want to go there, I get in my car and I go. But many folks can't. In, in this trip, what we talk, we're calling it a trip, but you know, I said we have to organize a bus. You have to organize a price. You have to organize a meeting place. Yeah. All of this stuff. A lot of behind-the-scenes stuff has to take place to make it happen. Sure, and as a result, folks are, have that added um, faith journey, if you will, into the Christmas season. Spirit, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And it's hard for a lot of people. Chris, Thanksgiving and Christmas yeah. is depressing for a lot of people. You don't realize how depressing it can be for people because you're not one of those that are depressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, covid puts us behind in a lot of these things, but we're still trying to do it. But we also have a, a, a program we do at Thanksgiving. Uh, I assume it tells uh, a little bit about The Knights that. and Ladies, uh, for the last four years, we've had a special Feed the Hungry for Thanksgiving. Uh, on Thanksgiving Day, actually, uh, it has been housed at St. Matthew's in our family center. We've gotten unbelievable cooperation from various vendors uh, with their donations of turkeys, hams. Everything is prepared, and when it's delivered to St. Matthews, all we have to do is serve up the plates. And people are able to eat inside and share uh, their Thanksgiving with other people, or if they wish, they can get it to go and take it home. Uh, many desserts, uh, plenty to eat. Uh, we have music uh, to make everyone as comfortable as they possibly can be so they can appreciate Thanksgiving as we do uh, because Thanksgiving is for everyone and everyone should be able to enjoy it. I think everyone's starting to get the idea. So the Knights of Peter Claver and the Ladies Auxiliary, we, we have a few goals. One is for us to grow in our faith. Mm-hmm. For us to have the fraternal uh, camaraderie and whatever the other word is for females, <laughs> I don't know what it is. But uh, look, I'm a guy. That's what I'm looking <laughs> at. And, but it, it, it's needed. We need to hang around. We need to be with other good Catholics. I mean, the, you know, I'll just talk for us men. You know, uh, we we men we hang around a lot. I'm not talking about us, but men in general, right? right. And right. usually it's to do bad things, right? <laughs> This is an a t- opportunity for to do good something men good. To right. do good. And, and it isn't, we're, you know, I, I, I don't want to be confusing here, but we're, we're not doing this to help the poor or people in need. We are. Mm-hmm. But what it really does is it changes us. Exactly. And, and that's, that is prime because I, I tell you all the time, Peter. I'm sainthood now, but I haven't always been this saint that I am today. <laughs> so th- this definitely works. You know, it, it's 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 the love. It's God's work. And once you get a hold of feeling God's work and feel the results of it, 
nothing financial is you know is is better. It's not about self. It's not about. It's, it's right. about helping yeah. other people. And and please understand that any Catholic man is welcome to join this organization. Any Catholic man can join this organization. Please understand that it's not about color. It's about being a Catholic man. And I'll tell you, you know, as I, uh, I travel around a great deal, I, uh, I, I, my wife and I did a little bit of the Camino uh, a couple of years ago. Maybe we'll do it next year, too. But we have Mass every night. And then, that's the one thing I became so evident to me about the Catholic Church. Uh, I, I would go to Mass at night, and there are people from uh, Korea, the Netherlands, there were Japanese, there were... Germans, there were uh, some folks from Nigeria. There were people from the United States, because all over the world, because that is we we are, as you said, God's children. So as long as we're talking about becoming a Knight of Peter Claver, tell us how in the world you became a Knight of Peter Claver. You've been a Knight of Peter Claver for a short time. Years. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been in the organization. I want to say about forty years. Uh, one of the knights in my church uh, talked to me about it. Uh, and uh, gave me an application. Uh, I prayed on it, thought about it, gave him the application back. Uh, I've been in Council 150, Father Zimmerman Council 150. Uh, the whole time I've uh, climbed the ladders uh, with hard work, a lot of prayer, a lot of uh, grinning and bearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, turning the other cheek. Uh, it, it, you're dealing with human beings. You have many personalities. Uh, everybody uh, sometimes feel that they are right. You have to learn how to digest all of that in a comfortable manner and move on. Uh, I'm very glad I'm in the organization. I wouldn't leave the organization uh, for any reason. It's, it's, it's a fulfillment that makes me personally feel whole It's uh, a Catholic man. Uh, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It really is. So if you're thinking about joining, you can get some more information just by calling us here at 636-447-6000, 636-447-6000. And we would be happy to put you in touch with some folks and uh, think about joining. That would be great. So this is St. Joseph Radio Presents, coming to you live from St. Louis, Missouri, the Rome of the West. I'm your host, Peter Karutz. I'm here with Knight Isom Williams and Knight Jerron Houston. And by the way, Knight Isom Williams is the Grand Knight of our Council 150, and he's also the president of the St. Louis Central Committee, which is an organization of all the knights and ladies, uh, councils and courts here in St. Louis. You know, uh, I'm just going to digress for just a moment. I'll tell you one of the other blessings that I found in the Knights of uh, Peter Claver, and you alluded to it before, prayer, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I went to, when we could get together for meetings, you know, we would have our meeting over at St. Matthew, and then we would go to Mass at 930. 930. And I'll tell you, uh, uh, the Mass is the Mass, no matter the same wherever you go around the world, but there are unique ways of worshiping. And this was a, such a tight-knit community. There was, there's certain 
uh, small T traditions that we have at St. Matthew's. You know, for example, when we um, we say we have the prayers of the faithful, um, there's a there's an invitation to pray for the sick, and everybody starts talking. You know, and you hear this this great murmur of voices of, of people, and pray for those who've passed away. Again, this great murmur of voices, and at the end, we all pray together. We all say a Hail Mary together, and at the gospel. The, the, the uh, Alleluia verse goes on and on and on because quite literally the priest brings the word of God out into the aisles mm-hmm. and people reach out and they touch it, right? Uh, and you feel it. You mm-hmm. feel it. You feel it. You feel it. You know, the sign of peace. What, what's that? Do we, we have to do that again someday. But the sign of, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the sign of I think I might get arrested if I hug somebody these days. But, uh, you know, the sign of peace goes on for a while, too, because it's, it's, it's very communal. It's, very it's a celebration within itself. It's a celebration within itself. So, you know, one thing about, as Isom said, we're, we're the universal church. But, you know, Think about coming and celebrating Mass over at St. Matthew's down on Sarah Street. Or, you know, you, you're you at St. Elizabeth's. Or St. Elizabeth, Mother John the Baptist, off of Shreve. Tell Seven. us a little about, about your, your parish. Do you have any other uh, unique uh, tradition, small tree tradition? Uh, yeah, tradition? so um, our, our parish, um, known, for the, known for the cooking, you know, <laughs> we— we have uh, card parties. Um, we I have just that. educated him about an affair at his parish. <laughs> oh, well, nothing about yeah, well, chili cook-off. I yeah, I mean, that was a little before my time. But, yeah, Eisen did bring that to my attention. We were known for the chili cook-off. I don't remember it wasn't a part then, but definitely I'm looking looking forward to that. Yeah. You know, so you can lobby for that there, Eisen. And St. Uh, Matthews, we, before the pandemic, we served breakfast. Oh, that's right. Every Sunday before Mass, you could go to our family center and get breakfast or after Mass Mm -hmm. and get breakfast. Our Masses are every Sunday at 930, and we also have a Saturday Mass at 5 o'clock. But we're not doing the breakfast right now. Because of the pandemic, you have to stop at McDonald's (laughs) and pick up something. Yeah, our Mass is at 10 o'clock on Sunday. uh, I'm sorry, at 9 o'clock on Sundays and 4 o'clock on Saturdays. And then, uh, of course, once a year we we have uh, St. Peter Claver Day where we go to various parishes. Uh, It's a different parish. Uh, It's changed. It used to be at St. Matthew's. Now we're going to do a different parish We're going to do them in rotation. We had our Claver Day celebration a couple of Sundays ago. It was at The Rock on Grand and Cook. And next year is scheduled for St. Nick's downtown. Yeah, and The Rock is St. Uh, Alphonsus, The Rock, yeah. right there on Grand Avenue. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful church. Not right. as beautiful as St. Matthew's, no, but it, no, it's of course okay. Not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, have, we have our own personal prejudices here. But I, I, I don't know if you all remember, but it was struck by lightning a couple of years back. and, and Serious and fire. Serious fire. And yeah. I, actually, my, my company was involved in the rebuild, and I, I think they did a great job. So mm-hmm. St. Matthew's is better looking, I know it, but... The, they're all the house of God. That's they're right. all beautiful. And, and, that's, and that's what we do as Catholics. We give the best we have to God. That's mm-hmm. why we make our churches beautiful. That's why we use the best materials. And I, and I can tell you, you know, when we rebuilt this place, it was hard to find the craftsmen yeah, yeah. to actually do yeah. it. Why? Because it's not four walls. I mean, we're, we're here in the presence of God to worship God, to give him our best. We have to hold best. ourselves to the 
And the technology has yeah. changed the building stuff. Uh, uh, these churches are old with the high gothic ceilings and all mm-hmm. of that, and they don't build churches like that anymore, yeah. With yeah. especially with the beautiful stained glass windows. Yeah. Yeah. You know, last week we had something called evangelization moments. It's, a, it's an opportunity for us here to just share with other folks what, what we can do to uh, help spread the word. Mm-hmm. Um, y- you know, Jaron, uh, sometimes we feel called. And yeah. I think if we feel called, we got to act. And, and so many people don't. I mean, right. you're acting. You're working awful hard in this yeah. organization. I mean, I, I I do what I can. I mean, it's 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 my this it, is my body, my time, you know. And I turn it all over to God once it's time to do His work. And honestly, even here at the radio station this morning, you know, I didn't I didn't write a script out or nothing. I was like, it's in God's hand, you know. And uh, he he leads. You know, I I can't do nothing without Him leading right now. Well, you know, some people here but they don't listen. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that makes a big difference as well. Uh, you have to really Comprehend. Listen, right. Yeah. Makes a difference. And so many people think about all that should be done and wait for somebody else to, to do, it. do it. Yeah. And they sit yeah. back and criticize. And they sit back and criticize. But we as Knights of Peter Claver, we're doers. Right. We're actually Doing. I, I got to tell you one more story about the sock angels. So it's uh, one of the one of the ladies on on the committee, uh, uh, Lady Brenda Marr. Uh, I mean, she just dove into it with both feet, mm-hmm. right? Yes, indeed. Uh, and uh, I remember I was over at her house dropping off some boxes or posters or whatever it is, and she, she's smarter than the rest of us. She put mm-hmm. a box on the outside of her yeah. house, and the next thing you know, there's socks being delivered. But she 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 called me, and I'm calling her back, and. And I said, I said, uh, uh, Lady Brenda, I, I, I hear, I hear some background noise. I said, what? Uh, wh- where are you at? <laughs> and she says, Well, uh, I'm in the hospital. I had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. She was in the hospital, and she was still getting it done. Right. I mean, getting it done. You know, sometimes we, we, we all think we know what happiness is. But there's a difference between happiness and joy. She is a joyful mm. woman, yes, right? She is. She's not thinking about herself. Oh, woe is me! Here I am in the in the hospital, and I, she's still working hard for other people. But she said it was good therapy for her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I it was and it good. took her mind off of what she was going through. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So that's what we do. That's the knights and the ladies of Peter Claver, the junior knights and junior the junior daughters. daughters Right. So if this is something you're thinking that God might be calling you to do, uh, then give us a call at 636-447-6000. 636-447-6000. Well, that music means that the hour has slipped by again. So please tell people about this program. You know, every week we have different speakers, mm-hmm. different priests, and then sometimes just regular folks like us. One of our goals is just to be able to spread the word. You know, as baptized Christians, we are called. We have the great commissioning to go out and spread the word throughout the world. And that means in our little world, too, to (laughs) our neighbors and our brothers and our sisters and our friends and our family. Spread the word. Well, welcome. Uh, You you all are welcome to come back anytime. I hope you do. Thank you. 
Thank uh, you. Uh, go uh, out and spread the word and uh, call us and let us know if we can be of service to you too. Most definitely. Pray for us because we're praying for you. So God bless you all. You've been listening to St. Joseph Radio Presents from the Rome of the West, St. Louis, Missouri. If you would like to join us in our evangelization efforts, you can order a copy of today's broadcast or any of our past programs by visiting us on our website, stjosephradio.net. That's S-A-I-N-T, josephradio.net. Or call us, 636-447-6000. It's all at your fingertips to help us evangelize the world, bringing the good news of Christ to everyone you meet and change one soul at a time. Thank you for your prayers and support. Until next time, may God bless you and your family. This has been a presentation of St. Joseph Radio Presents.